It seemed everyone had been invited to welcome the guest of honor back to Houston. As far as those present were concerned, Trask Maxwell had been away from home too long. The attendees had followed Trask's football career, which had begun in high school, then later escalated during his college years at Texas Southern, where he had been the recipient of the Heisman Trophy for three consecutive years. After college, he had remained in Houston to play professional football for the Houston Texans. He had proven that when it came to legendary football talent, Houston grew its own. After playing for the Texans a number of seasons, Trask had left for Florida to join the Miami Dolphins, and later he had played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was there in Pittsburgh, nearly two years ago, at the age of 34, in a grueling game against the Denver Broncos, that he had suffered a knee injury that had subsequently ended his football career. By that time, Trask Maxwell had obtained five Super Bowl rings and earned the distinction of being known as the greatest running back in the history of the NFL. The people of Houston were proud of the Max, the nickname the press had given Trask during his football career. And no matter what team he had played on, they had always supported him because he was one of their own. He was the pride of the city. There was no doubt in anyone's mind that he was Houston's favorite son. Across the room, Trask Maxwell stood with a group of friends discussing their favorite topic, football, and his new job as sports commentator on Monday Night Football. His attention, drawn away from the conversation swirling around him, went dead center to the woman who had just arrived. He frowned. No woman could rub him the wrong way like Felicia Laverne Medeiros, or whatever last name she was using these days after her two failed marriages. Trask released a heavy sigh. He shook his head, wondering how in the world Felicia had managed to snag the first husband, not to mention the second, with her wild and reckless lifestyle as well as her razor-sharp tongue. He deliberately dismissed the fact that she was a gorgeous woman. As far as he was concerned, her beauty didn't matter. Felicia was trouble with a capital T. She always had been and always would be. Her father, Robert Medeiros, had been killed during the Vietnam War before Felicia's second birthday. The six surviving Medeiros brothers had pampered their niece and unselfishly catered to Felicia's every whim. In other words, they had ultimately spoiled her rotten. So rotten, in fact, that she had decided that any man she married would have to continue to lavish her with all the nice and expensive things she had grown accustomed to receiving. Thus, Felicia had declared that she would only marry for money, and she had done just that, twice. Trask tried to remember when the animosity between Felicia and him had actually begun. All he knew was that as far back as elementary school she had been a thorn in his side, a real pain in his rear end. Their inability to get along had gone on for so long that it was something they both accepted and never thought much about. It was a foregone conclusion that whenever they were in the same place, they somehow managed, quite nicely and without very much effort, to get on each other's nerves. It's not a good omen for the guest of honor to be caught frowning. Trask's attention immediately turned to the person who had made the statement. He noticed that he and the host of the party, Clayton Medeiros, were now standing alone. Trask didn't miss the glint of amusement in his best friend's eyes. You should have considered the possibility of my frown when you and Sunita put together your guest list, he said in a deep Texas drawl. Involuntarily, his gaze strayed back across the room to Felicia. 
He knew that Clayton was aware of just what invited guest he was referring to. Clayton shrugged his shoulders. Felicia's invitation was automatic. She's family. That's your misfortune, Clayton. For Pete's sake, man, look at her. I don't believe the dress she has on. Clayton's curious gaze settled on his cousin Felicia. She was wearing a clingy black dress that had a slit up the side that revealed a startling amount of thigh, nearly too much thigh. And when she raised her hand in greeting after hearing someone call out to her, it was quite obvious from the deep cut of the dress that she wasn't wearing a bra. Her being braless would not have been an issue if the top portion of her outfit hadn't been made of sheer material. A tiny scrap of cloth kept her breasts from being completely exposed, and it teased more than it covered.